Yo, what's up, you animals? It's Spread here, and this is the Steel Mace Nation, and this is episode 200. Unbelievable. 200 episodes, uh, over three years of podcasting now. And actually, I shouldn't say that. I should say four years because I did a podcast prior to the Steel Mace Nation that was, uh, well, that was called Build, Burn, Become, and it was a fitness, a firefighter fitness podcast. Um but the steel mace came into my life and I said, you know, before I get too deep with this, maybe I want to switch and do the podcast about steel mace and the modality and the attitude and the lifestyle and the people behind all of this. Um, so that's why I started the podcast and switched it from the other one. Um, I, I think those episodes are up on my YouTube channel if you want to see the real early stuff back when I was in the studio before I was recording out of my own home. And um, that was before COVID. And I think that was like 2017 or 2018, something like that. So, um, yeah, the, I've been podcasting for a while now. I really enjoy it. These interviews that I'm having with people are fantastic. I just want to let you know. If you haven't subscribed to this show, do so right now because I don't want you to miss the next episode. The next episode is with Paul Walkowinski. Paul Walkowinski, who is in Australia, he's an Indian club specialist, uh, you know, traditional Gata mace. He's traveled from Australia into India, into Iran. Uh, there's a few guys out there um, who are doing this stuff, and, uh, you know, they're deep, deep into it. It's deeper than even this podcast goes. And I had Paul on the podcast last night. I recorded with him, and after I get done, uh, you know, getting this hack job of an episode loaded up onto the onto the interwebs. I'm going to be taking care of that podcast. So it's going to be coming out pretty soon. So make sure you subscribe. Now, in that podcast, uh, something came up toward the end. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get too into it. I want you to guys listen to it. It was a, it's a worthwhile listen. He is a tremendous individual because uh, not only did he, figure out how to do all the steel clubs and steel mace and gatas and Indian clubs pretty much out of a book. All right. Before there was anything on the internet, but he's, he's also uh, battling cancer and he's doing well. And he, and he says that, you know, this training it really, he's, he's blessed that he started it when he did because he has that to, to use. So uh, go and listen to that episode. It'll be episode number 201. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Uh, he's a very special guy, and he's going to be coming back on the podcast to talk about more stuff uh, with training. So uh, toward the end of the episode, I mentioned how um, – I, I can't re really remember exactly how I, I said it. But I, I said something about feeling like a warrior or people using mace and how they feel like a warrior. And Paul immediately came back and said, yeah, I don't really see that. Which is a funny thing because 
I am torn when I say that warrior stuff too. I it's like a jump ball. I like I think to myself, well, are we really like a Persian warrior? Are we really like those ancient warriors who really used a mace or a club and killed people with it in combat? They would fight all day and that's all they did. I mean, no, we're not like those people. So I was always kind of torn calling uh, calling what we're doing warrior stuff or any, anything. I mean, you know, people use it frequently and they say, oh, you know, they got the warrior spirit. But then I find myself doing it myself because I feel like there's a connection to uh, this modality, the sport that we do. There's this ancient connection. When we pick up a mace, when we swing a club, when there's a good drum beat going, uh, we just get sucked into this ancient world where, where it was warriors thriving. And, and um, you can't help but feel something. So, you know, it might be a little corny for us to call ourselves warriors nowadays, unless, of course, you're into combat sports, at least if you're an amateur uh, at combat sports and you do it regularly or professional or you're in the military. Um, I'm even going to say police and fire, you know, police and firefighters. And now, okay, yeah, I'm a firefighter. Now it sounds like um, before you jump the gun and I say, oh, Fred, you're being like an elitist or something. I'm not, um, you know, because there are firefighters who don't seem to imbue the warrior spirit at all, as I'm sure there are military people, but there are firefighters I have met who do imbue. What's up, everybody? Are you in the market for a new steel mace? Look no further than Adex Maces and Clubs. Go to adexclub.com, place your order, and have them delivered right to your house. Adjustable steel mace made right here in the United States. The warrior spirit. There are police officers. I know them. They have, they to me, they look and they sound like, they act like, a modern day warrior. Everything about them, everything how it stacks up, their mindset, what they say, what they believe, how do they how they treat people. Okay. And I'm talking about like, you know, a dedicated warrior who who believes in being proper, uh disciplined, you know, not using their warrior skills for evil, using it for good. You know, that's what I'm talking about. And it's that mindset. But that same mindset, uh, it, it shows up when people are talking about battling cancer, right? Uh, we've heard that a bunch of times. Uh, they take on a warrior-like uh, mindset and they, they, they attack the situation. And um, so I... I don't I don't really know what the warrior word or warrior ship word even really means anymore. It, it's there. It's a, a real word. 
people relate to it sometimes. I'm not here to knock down somebody for saying it, and I'm not here to uh, to uh, uphold it either. I'm very neutral on that. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I look to the warrior types and I try to emulate what they are all about. Uh, that's my cup of tea. Now, does that make me a warrior? No. Um, I, I don't walk around saying I'm a warrior, but here is the thing that I really want to say. We live in some really interesting times today. Okay. This modern way of life us first worlders live in is soft and it's bizarre. I mean, if you really think about it, uh, we call ourselves warriors, but then we get in our air-conditioned car, we drive to the supermarket, and we pick up a dead, uh, dead, we pick up a pack, but yeah, a pack of dead animal flesh, and we take it home, not even having to hunt or anything or, or you know, render it, we just take home a nice prime cut of meat, throw it on the grill, crack open a beer that somebody else made, right? Everything's made for us, and we just go. It's what a soft life we live. We have a headache. We take an aspirin. Uh, we go to an urgent care. They prescribe something. We're literally, you know, on the couch calling out sick when we're sick, and, hey, we still get paid, and, and we're not getting kicked out in the street, right? I mean, we got such a cushy life how the hell are we warriors well the thing about living in today's world is that because of the convenience of everything and the soft lifestyle where really we have become like dependent little children on the bigger organized group of people i don't even want to say government i don't know what they are Okay, it's it's the people behind the government, the the wealthiest people in the world that own everything, right? That basically tell the president of the United States what their job is. You know, they they have the world organized and structured a certain way. And we live off of that. We do. You know, we're living off of it. I mean, if they decided right now hey, we're not going to provide infrastructure anymore. We're not going to provide food for anybody. We're going to close down all the stores. They could all go to hell. And you're all on your own. <laughs> Think about what kind of calamity that would cause. What would happen if all of a sudden people's electricity shut off, their heat shut off, and they're, they're running out of food? And they live in San Diego or Springfield or... East Bumblefuck, and they're now wondering how they're going to eat, how they're going to put food on the table. You know, and somebody thinks, oh, I'm going to go get my bow and arrow from when I was in high school, and I'm going to go out and shoot a deer. Yeah, good luck. You know, good luck. And you're going to shoot a deer. If you're lucky enough to even kill it, you got you to gotta render it, and you got to do it in a way that nobody gets sick and stuff. So, you know, we are dependent on them. 
And that's really not good. And I feel like I'm just speaking for America now. In America, we got a lot of people. It's not all of us, right? It depends on where you go. But, I mean, there's farmers that are – they could take care of themselves. They got guns and they got crops and they got cattle, right? But, um, you know, that's them. What about the rest of us? What about the big city folks and, you know, guys like me where, you know, I, yeah, I go to work and uh, I fight fires for a living, which makes me feel like a warrior. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if I really am one or not. And then I go home and on the way home, I stop at the supermarket. I, I couldn't imagine uh, working my 24 hour shift and then having to go hunting the next day to get some kind of game and bring it home to my family. That would kill me. You know, that would be too much for me. But uh, I know firemen that do like to hunt and, you know, when they do, they, um, they say it's, you know, it's good for them and they, they have something to eat and, and, you know, they, they like the ear meat and stuff like that. So it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. But the warrior that's in all of us needs to come out. The soft society we live in is what we need to rebel against. It's mediocrity. I mean, when you're dependent on somebody, that's a mediocre stance. That's that's a problem, you know, because now we're beholden to somebody. If they want to take something away from us or they want to coerce us into to doing what they want, they could do it easily by depriving us of this cushy life that we live. So I do believe that the warrior is inside each and every one of us, but it's dormant. And sometimes it shows itself in little ways here and there. Yeah, we're not swinging a mace and smashing open somebody's armor and then killing them and taking their land. Okay. That's actually a good thing because <laughs> I, I don't think that any of us really want to do that. But, um, you know. Hey, everybody, if you're looking for new fitness equipment to add to what you have and you want to find something that really complements the steel mace that you're swinging already, consider going with freedomstrength.us. They have strongman sandbags, throwing sandbags, uh, all kinds of lifting gear. They have training sandbags, resistance bands, and weight vests, and they have apparel. And if you use the discount code SMN10 at checkout, you're going to get 10% off. You're going to help support the podcast, and you're going to help support a good American company right in Pennsylvania, U.S. of A. So check out freedomstrength.us. We need to we need to corral our we we need to corral the the thoughts that we have where we're trying to 
live a life without care of where food comes from, where water comes from, and where our protection comes from. You know, corral these thoughts into a a language that we could all start using and share where we uplift each other like a tribe. Now, we've got a big country, we've got a big world, a lot of people. Uh, the tribe thing becomes quickly outmoded when you consider all those people. So in the steel mace community, it's a smaller group of people. And the way I've learned how to do things in life, whether it's uh, raising uh, a, a child or uh, fighting a fire or dealing with um, maybe a long list of things that need fixing around the house. You don't try to, you don't try to do everything all at once. Focus on the most beneficial thing you could do right now, you know, task oriented. So task oriented and sending a message out. The message would be people, please let's stop being uh, dependent and soft Let's disengage from this nonsense and let's take care of ourselves. If you could raise chickens, if your town allows it, get chickens. If you have big enough property where you could have a nice garden and maybe like some goats, do it. it can you collect rainwater? Uh, you know, uh, do canning to make, you know, to preserve your own food, take care of yourself, spend the time getting to know people, you know, on a Saturday or a Sunday, go take a drive over to a local farm, talk to the farmer, see what they have, see if you could set up a deal with them where you come by once a month or twice a month and pick up produce from them or meat or something and just, you know, take care of it under the table, either with cash or barter something. Right. And just keep the rest of the world out of our own business. Right. We have a right to to be on this planet, to raise our family. We have a right to put food on a table. We have a right to these things. And, you know, I don't want to see any of those rights slip away. And I'm not trying to be an alarmist or anything like that. All I'm saying is we are in that position where it can happen. We are in that position. In the fire department, we have this uh, little rule of thumb, okay, where, you know, we work in pairs and teams. So we're, you know, a buddy system. We go into a dark, smoke-filled environment and feel our way around extinguish fire, search out victims. And in that process, we're looking out for each other. But we, we always say, don't ever put yourself in a position that you can't get yourself out of. In other words, just because your buddy or your partner or your team is right behind you, doesn't mean that if you get into a jackpot, they're going to be able to come and get you. And if you can't self-extricate, then you're done, okay? So the, 
the rule of thumb is just don't put yourself into a position that you can't get out. So you're always covering your ass. You're moving in and you're saying, okay, if something happens right now, I could do this and I could get out. And that analogy applies to our position in the world, as in, the, in this civilization we live in. We literally are in a state right now where if something goes wrong, that's our ass. We can't get out of it, okay? We're not going to be able to save ourselves. We're not going to be able to back out. We don't have a backup plan. We don't have anything in reserve, okay? So why live that way? Now, a lot of people say, oh, come on, you're being paranoid. Why would anything happen? I don't know. I don't know what could happen. The, the thing is, none of us know what the future is. And I'm saying positioning is everything. So how do we get into a better position? Well, one thing is to try to get this community. We have the steel mask community and, you know, really hit it with the idea of warriorship. Okay, studying the ways of the warrior, living in the ways of a warrior, even if we're faking it for a little while, it's still better than not. Why? Because warriors are people who fight, who protect, who defend, uh, you know, they understand uh, the the cold, stark realities of life, you know, life and death. Okay. They're not, they're not living in a fantasy where they think they're going to live forever because that is uh, one sign or symptom that we have in our civilization. If you notice, people are very uncomfortable with, uh, with death. So, so everybody acts like, Eh, never going to die. You know, uh, people seem to think that they got all their life or all, they got all week or all day to get something done. You know, and you're only given this one day, right? And um, warriors, people who fight for a living, people who put their ass on the line, people who are fighting cancer, um, those are people who are aware of their mortality. And when that really hits people, they start behaving differently. They start doing things differently. And the one thing for sure is that they don't listen to other people. They don't take commands from other people. Okay? They, they know what the deal is. Okay, because when you face that reality and you take it seriously, it changes your mindset. I'm going to die one day. I need to be present right now and take care of my family, take care of myself, and do things in my life that are important, not wasteful. So I find that you know, uh, examining the ways of the warrior is a great way to help people focus that thought.
Now, spirituality comes into play. And, you know, a lot of warrior stuff also has spirituality in it. And, you know, I mean, there's tons of stuff in history, you know, you could go down where you can learn about the way of the warrior and how it intertwines with a religion or something like that. And the beliefs that people have in their spirituality are super important in this world. Okay. So, I mean, there's people, you know, they, they read the Bible every day and they go to church and they literally live and breathe everything that is related to Christianity. And they don't want to talk about anything else and they want to live it to the T the best that they can they're probably not going to be interested in what I'm talking about because they're already deep into something that has a really good, uh, let's call it a system behind it that, that they could, that they could live off of. Okay. I, I mean, most of the religions will teach people to, uh, learn to be grateful, have gratitude and, you know, not to be consumed with the material things in life and not to be consumed with being prideful or wanting fame or anything like that, right? Living a modest, humble life, uh, being grateful for whatever little bit that you have, that kind of stuff. Um, and, and that's, that's the kind of people I believe who, make the backbone of a civilization, right? So I try to learn from all these different places. You know, I read the Bible because I want to know what these words mean. I read books about warriors of the past, uh, you know, anybody from samurai warriors to civil war warriors, you know, uh, modern day, Jocko, Jocko Willink, right? Guy wrote a bunch of books, got a great podcast. Uh, you know, he was a warrior, you know, maybe, maybe he still is. I, I can't see him shutting that off. You know, I don't know what he really considers himself. He might say, nah, I'm not a warrior. I'm just a, I do a podcast now, or he still has that mindset, but he's a good guy. It appears, you know, he's put himself out there and I think people can, take him for what he is. He's a good guy who has a very disciplined, uh, tough mindset. And it's that warrior mindset. And I love that. I love that. And that's, this is stuff that, uh, anybody could tap into very easily with social media nowadays and the internet. It, it, it's all out there. So, you know, I wanted to kind of cover this because, uh, for episode 200 because it's the new year and, you know, we're supposed to be starting fresh and new and everything like that. Um, the podcast, I'm going to continue doing it the same way. I'm going to continue um, having interviews with people and getting into all sorts of different things. Um, and and uh, I'm not afraid to totally go off the beaten path either and get into other subjects altogether, that's going to happen too. 
Uh, but I wanted to point out that I really think that if we in the Steel Mace community can grasp this concept, not just hashtag warrior spirit, warriorship, but actually live it. Let's live it. Let's really live it. Uh, for instance, maybe besides swinging a mace or a club, you could also join a jujitsu place, right? And go there, go down to the jujitsu place once or twice a week, start learning how to fight, right? Learning how to fight is a beautiful skill. Okay. It's, it's not a bad thing. Sometimes people think, oh, why would you want to know how to choke somebody out? Why wouldn't I? I mean, there's dangerous people out there. There's people that will kill you for your watch. They'll try to carjack you. They'll try to steal your kid. Okay. Yeah. I want to know how to choke people out. Okay. So I, this is what I'm talking about. Being self-sufficient being able to take care of ourselves and stirring this up in our community. It, it, it'll grow, it'll bloom, and then it can spill out into other areas of life. And hopefully, um, you know, we could change the world. And I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not like thinking on grandiose levels here of changing the world. Talk of, you know, micro change, but if, People put a concerted effort behind trying to better the world, to defeat evil, uh, you know, to to call out things, to to champion good causes, to be bold, to be brave. If more of us are doing that, then it's gonna be a better world. That simple. You know, stick to the golden rule. Doesn't matter if you're religious or not. The golden rule and then go from there learn what it means to be a warrior all right that's it uh gonna call it call it quits on this podcast so guys thank you very much uh like i said subscribe make sure you tune in for the next episode that's gonna be a good one uh paul was great and you're gonna love it I mean, I can't wait for it to get up. It's going to be awesome. So that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your your DMs. Thanks for uh, everything. Uh, you know, you've been making this a pleasure. So we'll see you at the next one.